Hi everyone, it's Sheila here. If you're enjoying what we do here at Potheads Who Read, we would love if you would take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite listening platform. Remember, five stars will go a long way. Hey guys, did you hear that? I heard it. Hear what? You, you didn't hear that, Andy? No, I didn't hear anything. <gasps> Are you not a believer of Christmas? Andy, do you need to take a ride on the Polar Express by Chris Van Allsburg? say merry christmas happy thanksgiving happy holidays just to be safe yes happy hanukkah happy kwanzaa what else are we missing there i don't know probably all sorts so um how are hey you welcome welcome to <laughs> Training. this is the episode where we read a children's book to you and then discuss it uh, it's been a long week for all of us. That's all I'm going to say on this recording is it's been a struggle. Good luck, everybody else. <laughs> We're out of whack. Uh, we are very out of whack. How is everybody besides um, yeah. out of whack? It's been better, but it's better now that I'm with you guys. Aw, cheers. Aww. Cheers. Although Andy's not drinking, except for because water. This is a children's book. <laughs> Josie and Sheila did not get that memo that we couldn't drink during the children's book. Y'all told me that. Like, I drank through no, my entire childhood, so I don't know why I can't <laughs> drink a kid's book. <laughs> Just kidding. Wyoming, am I right? Just kidding, kind of. Maybe kind of. Um, I'm good. It's just been one of those weeks at work. Yeah, definitely. Well, and then I find out today that you two went and got matching tattoos. Okay. You make it sound like the... We had the same yeah. theme, all the same elements, and we got them at the same time. Similar. But matching, no. Okay, not matching. <laughs> very, very similar <laughs> tattoos. You and they failed to tell like... me. They're like, I, oh, how's your tattoo? I I'm only like, planned a work trip so that I could go up there so that we could get this tattoo so that we could finally do it. Oh. Is that? Look, I can't that help that you, I cannot help that he okay, canceled I, no, his try, trip to uh, because of Dorian. And no, you had to wait for a slow Dorian to get through to the <laughs> North Carolina course coast. Everybody listening to be like, when was this recorded? Okay, so everybody, this yeah, is recorded in September. Like two but happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving <laughs> and happy holidays. That's why we're such a mess. <laughs> okay, look. Andy was like, 
my trip is changing. I'm no longer going to Florida. How about I, he's like, I'm going to come up there. What are you doing? I was like, nothing. And I'm like, let's get tattoos. It's literally how it went down. Also, we have been talking about this tattoo for two years. Yeah. What you I mean, we've been talking about this tattoo me. since the last tattoo. You still got it. Sheila, me. we just felt that you were going through some stuff. Yeah, you were busy hunkered down. <laughs> I was not going through a hurricane and being evacuated again from my house. I do not know what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, we literally were like, let's text Sheila and make sure she's okay. <laughs> and then we're like, so tattoos tomorrow? <laughs> so I should add weight no, so they to my tattoo in okay? honor? They're like, you okay? I'm okay. And then they're like, all right, let's go get tattoo. Next it time. was also like, are we going to Hamilton tomorrow night? Yep, that's <laughs> happening. And then after Hamilton, I'm like, my cousin called me. We're going out tonight. Let's go oh, for more God. drinks. And Andy was like, so we're out till three? No, we were out till five. And then. <laughs> she tried to say, yeah, no, it's just going to be one drink. I'm like, I've never had one drink with you. Well, that's not fair. One drink out with you. I was like, I should be offended by that, but I'm not. That's fair. Yeah, so it's been a little crazy. Life's been a little crazy. But I feel here. like You know what, guys? We made it to the holidays. We're here. <laughs> we made it to the holidays. We'll see if we make it through the holidays. Sheila, do you have some trivia to lay on us? I do. For those of you at home who are keeping score, mm-hmm. <laughs> I am. Andy has five points and I have eleven. Just for, for the you at home. Just for the sake of it, Sheila's played this game once and she has two points. No. I thought it was three. I thought I had three. Sure, she has three. For those of you at home, you should remember that I constantly forget this is a part of this episode and every <laughs> time <laughs> I'm just like Fajamuck. Fajamuck. Funny, Andy. I didn't realize. You forgot every time. Did you not watch my face when you said it? <laughs> no. I don't know what I was watching. <laughs> I don't know what I was watching. Who's going first? I think Andy goes first this time. No. Oh, um. <laughs> yes, Andy. Sorry. <laughs> I was doing the, the whatever's in my for head. Those, for those of you who can't see again... <laughs> Sheila looked like the meme where there's all the algorithms running over that woman's face. <laughs> yeah. That woman's face. Do you know who that woman is? Mary McCormick. I thought it was Julia Roberts. <laughs> this is a lot let's of dead air. <laughs> like, let's roll this dice. Okay, let's go. All right. Uh, light blue. Oh, we're not going to solve. I'm pretty sure it's Mary McCormick. I don't know. Um, oh, wrong one. Ooh. I pulled out the uh, the rule card. All right, so um, Andy. Yes. Your category is Hogwarts. Yay. Which ghost appears at the first start of term feast with a sword in his hand? Does it start with a P? <laughs> Sheila said no. It definitely does not. Um, I mean, it can sometimes sound like a P, 
If it's said not very well. <laughs> Sheila the Hufflepuff is shaking her head at me, being like, hey, yes, be encouraging. <laughs> I don't know, and I feel bad because I've legitimately just read this. You just read this. So I know, I know. <laughs> Do you want to give it a try? No. It starts sure? with a B, which is why... It- P and B sound alike. Not, I mean, like, not alike, but some people, they don't understand it sometimes. They mix up their P's and their B's. Trust me, they do. I mean, a P just has one less bump than a B. I'm not talking looks. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Andy. What? Do you have, you don't have any, just. You're thinking peeves. Don't yeah. think not the It's the guys. one that Peeves is scared of. The ghost. It's a ghost. Think of uh, a ghost. And it's the one that they just in, imitated. And it starts with a B. Both names. <laughs> Josie the Hufflepuff. You just gave <laughs> me this look like Beast supportive. Is it, so is I it know. like Baron something? Something Baron. What's before Baron? Ugh. Uh, if you Jeff. stab somebody with the sword, something... they're going to have a lot of what? The bloody bearing. <laughs> <laughs> Andy got a point. <laughs> Every one of these points has been pity points. <laughs> Except for like maybe one. I think of the rest well, of them. Well, no, like... I feel like that you at least were kind of like in the same universe because Peeves and Bloody Baron get paired together a lot because he yeah. doesn't, he only is scared of the Bloody Baron. All right, Joe, Joe, you ready? Yeah. Let's go. And I'm going to be like, okay, now you guys give me all the clues. <laughs> and I'll be like, Sheila? Right. Actually, if you wouldn't get it and I knew the answer, I wouldn't even try to give you a clue. I would just yell out the answer and I'd be like, <laughs> my point, bitch. <laughs> okay, then I'll add your six points to mine. I'm just kidding. Four of them. Okay. Magical objects. Okay. How many turns does Dumbledore suggest Hermione give? Three. To- the time turner to go back and save Sirius. Is that your final answer? Three or three and a half, but three. Three. <laughs> Andy, are you mad? No. <laughs> okay. Sometimes you get mad when she gets these questions. Or don't, don't let you. Fi- sorry, Sheila. I should have let you finish it. I apologize. I don't have that, it in me to be mad right. anymore. I. I was. I mean, I knew what the question was going to say, and I was slightly hoping that, like, <laughs> it would not say that. <laughs> Just to be like, you're wrong. Just joking. <laughs> I'm such a good friend. I know. You're so mean. I try. She's the best. I've kept her around for a couple years, so obviously I like the abuse. Just a handful of hair on there. Just purple. a handful. Andy, you're purple. The dark arts. Oh, it's me again? Yeah. Yeah, because we get two questions. Who's drinking here? 
How long has it been since we've done one of these? I legitimately do not remember any of it. Like a month. It's been like a month. Yeah, what, it's been a, a minute. What does Ron drink in Professor Slughorn's office that has been poisoned? The love potion? That's why he's in Slughorn's place, but that's not what caused it. What? He drinks Harry's love potion, not knowing it's a love potion, and so Harry takes him to Professor Slughorn's office yes. to do the counterpart of it. But then when they're in the office, they celebrate and or like have a toast, and then oh, it's that up. bubbly, yeah, yeah. I can't take any of that. She literally said anything, so I didn't say anything. What did you said they toast? But what did they toast? What type of drink? There's like 75 options of drinks that they mention in these books. <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, I thought it was like champagne or something. Is that your final answer? I don't care what my final answer is because I'm giving up. Just <laughs> give it up. Don't give up. You're going to get better. I promise. All right, or Josie. Or like some weird wine. I, I was going to say like a mead or a wine. It's a mead and it's an... Oak matured mead that had been poisoned. Champagne was close-ish. Grapes. Well, I could see the bottle in my head of the movie, and it's green. And that could not be right. I could have just completely made up that memory. (laughs) I have no idea. All right, Josie, you are Hogwarts. What does Madam Hooch teach at Hogwarts? Um... Flying lessons on the broomstick. That's correct. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, I goddamn her. (laughs) He's like, obviously, Hooch teaches flying lessons. Everyone knows that. (laughs) Sorry, Andy. She gets all of those. I get all the easy ones. Sometimes. Sometimes not. Yeah, I have not answered every question correctly. So there's some there's some ones no, in there. No, there was an easy on. one that you got there. That was an easy one. All right. What are we reading tonight, Sheila? Um, Sheila suggested this book or picked this book this yes. month. This is my book selection. I picked Is it about Christmas? It is about <laughs> Christmas. I Is it about the magic of Christmas? Christmas. <gasps> yes. <laughs> I picked The Polar Express by Chris Van Allsburg. Obviously, I think a lot of us know this book from the movie that came out. Like Never heard of it. 15 or 16 years. Um, I picked it. Uh-huh. That long ago already? Uh, actually, I think it's longer than that because I think it came out before Eric and I. I think it came out in 2003. I, it it, it might have come out then. I definitely was living in Chicago when it came out. It was before we got married. Mm, 2004. Okay, so was it four? 15 years ago? Wow. Okay, so it came out after we were married. I thought it was before we were married. Oh, is before I moved to 29 Palms. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. So I was still in Casper. <laughs> Sorry, I was judging on where I still live. 
So I picked this because I was in Nashville. You were in Nashville. No one asked. I just decided to join in. That's fine. We didn't ask either. We just said it. We just were trying to say where we. Oh, thanks for joining the conversation, Andy. I was busy doing a skit with the toy and the. The toy. Uh, Put your toy away, please. But I picked this book because this is actually one of my son's favorite toys. Or toys. (laughs) That's all you're for, Andy. One of my son's favorite books. It's also one of his favorite movies. Like, around Christmas time, we're reading the book almost every day. We're watching the movie almost every day. Actually, a few years ago, my husband's like... We're hiding that book because it was March and Dash was still wanting it read to him every night. <laughs> and Eric was like, I'm tired of it. <laughs> but, you know, whatever whatever <laughs> makes the three-year-old happy. I do believe in the magic of Christmas. You do? But I am not a fan of the movie. Okay. Well, we can talk about that a little bit, maybe. All right, are you guys ready to start this? The Polar Express? I have a question. Have you guys ever read the book? I feel like I did a long time ago. Okay. It came out in '85. I have. I feel like we read it growing up some. You said 95 or 85? 85. Yeah, so I definitely think we did. All right. You guys ready? Yeah. On Christmas Eve, many years ago, I lay quietly in my bed. I did not rustle the sheets. I breathed slowly and silently. I was listening for a sound. A sound a friend had told me I'd never hear. The ringing bells of Santa's sleigh. There is no Santa, my friend had insisted, but I knew he was wrong. Late that night, I did hear sounds, though not of ringing bells. From outside came the sounds of hissing steam and squeaking metal. I looked through my window and saw a train standing perfectly still in front of my house. It was wrapped in an apron of steam. Snowflakes fell slightly around it. A conductor stood at the open door of the cars. He took a large pocket watch from his vest, then looked up at my window I put on my slippers and robe. I tiptoed downstairs and out the door. All aboard, the conductor cried out. I ran up to him. Well, he said, are you coming? Where? I asked. Why, to the North Pole, of course, was his answer. This is the Polar Express. I took his outstretched hand and he pulled me aboard. The train was filled with other children, all in their pajamas and nightgowns. We sang Christmas carols and ate candies with nougat centers as white as snow. We drank hot cocoa as thick and as rich as melted chocolate bars. Outside, the lights of towns and villages flickered in the distance as the Polar Express raced northward. Soon... There were more lights to be seen. We traveled through cold, dark forests where lean wolves roamed and white-tailed rabbits hid from our train as it thundered through the quiet wilderness. 
We climbed mountains so high it seemed as if we could scrape the moon. But the Polar Express never slowed down. Faster and faster we ran along, rolling over peaks and through valleys like a car on a roller coaster. The mountains turned into hills, the hills to snow-covered plains. We crossed a barren desert of ice, the great polar ice cap. Lights appeared in the distance. They looked like the lights of a strange ocean liner sailing on a frozen sea. There, said the conductor, is the North Pole. The North Pole was a huge city standing alone at the top of the world, filled with factories where every Christmas toy was made. At first, we saw no owls. They are gathering at the center of the city, the conductor told us. That is where Santa will give the first gift of Christmas. Who receives the first gift, we all asked. The conductor answered, he will choose one of you. Look, shouted one of the children, the elves outside. We saw hundreds of them. As our train drew closer to the center of the North Pole, we slowed to a crawl. So crowded were the streets with Santa's helpers. When the Polar Express could go no further, we stopped and the conductor led us outside. We pressed through the crowd to the edge of the large open circle. In front of us stood Santa's sleigh. The reindeer were excited. They pranced and paced, ringing the silver sleigh bells that hung from their harness. It was a magical sound, like nothing I'd ever heard. Across the circle, the elves moved apart and Santa Claus appeared. The elves cheered wildly. He marched over to us and, pointing to me, said, Let's have this fellow here. He jumped into his sleigh. The conductor handed me up. I sat on Santa's knee and he asked, Now, what would you like for Christmas? I knew that I could have any gift I could imagine, but the thing I wanted most for Christmas was not inside Santa's giant bag. What I wanted more than anything was one silver bell from Santa's sleigh. When I asked, Santa smiled. Then he gave me a hug and told an elf to cut a bell from a reindeer's harness. The elf tossed it up to Santa he stood, holding the bell high above him and called out, The first gift of Christmas! A clock struck midnight. The elves roared their approval. Santa handed the bell to me, and I put it in my bathrobe pocket. The conductor helped me down from the sleigh. Santa shouted out the reindeer's names and cracked his whip. The team charged forward and climbed into the air. Santa circled once above us, then disappeared into the cold, dark, polar sky. As soon as we were back inside the Polar Express, the other children asked to see the bell. I reached into my pocket, but the only thing I felt was a hole. 
I had lost the silver bell from Santa Claus's sleigh. Let's hurry outside and look for it, one of the children said. But the train gave a sudden lurch and started moving. We were on our way home. It broke my heart to lose the bell. When the train reached my house, I sadly left the other children. I stood at my doorway and waved goodbye. The conductor said something from the moving train, but I couldn't hear him. What? I yelled out. He cupped his hands around his mouth. Merry Christmas, he shouted. The Polar Express let out a loud blast from its whistle and sped away. On Christmas morning, my little sister Sarah and I opened our presents. When it looked like as if everything had been unwrapped, Sarah found one last small box behind the tree. It had my name on it. Inside was the silver bell. There was a note. Found this on the car seat of my sleigh. Fix that hole in your pocket. Signed, Mr. C. I shook the bell. It made the most beautiful sound my sister and I had ever heard. But my mother said, oh, that's too bad. Yes, said my father. It's broken. When I'd shaken the bell, my parents had not heard a sound. At one time, most of my friends could hear the bell. But as years passed, it fell silent for all of them. Even Sarah found one Christmas that she could no longer hear its sweet sound. Though I've grown old, the bell still rings for me, as it does for the, all those who truly believe. So cute. Yeah. I like the book, I think, better than the movie. I 1,000% like the book better than yeah. the movie. I was just thinking... Why? Like, I remember when the movie was coming out, I remember thinking, like, how are they going to turn this book into a full movie? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, for a children's book, this is a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. But when you think of it in terms of a a movie, you're like, there's no way there's enough content in this to, to right. be a movie. Like, maybe the premise of it, the idea of it, but not, like, the actual thing. Mm-hmm. And I was just sitting here, and even I, even when Sheila was first discussing this book, she was like, I mean, it is longer, so you have to be, like, just be ready. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that movie, it's so long. I, I totally know it. But, like, sitting here listening to it and, like, listening to the words and how the story flows, I'm like, oh, it's really not that long. Yeah, I think sometimes, like, it felt, like, really long for us is that my son – especially like two three years ago we you have we have this huge bedtime routine you read a story and then we sing and <laughs> we say I love you and and then it's like time to fall asleep and so like it was just like th- that one compared to some of our other like bedtime books was like really long Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like we were just like oh my god bedtime's taking like half an hour now instead of 15 minutes but yeah reading it I was like oh it's not as long as I thought it was and maybe it's just because like 
we've all grown up a little bit in the past couple of years. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I just kept remembering some of the annoying parts with the little girl on the train and the ticket and everything else. And when you, they were, they were already off the train. I was just like, oh my God, this is a different story. I was like, do I remember this story? <laughs> yeah. But, so like the book, it gives the idea of the movie, you know, and like some of the pieces are there. Like a lot of basically everything the conductor says is like word for word in the movie. Like, mm-hmm. those, like well, are you going to get on like that? He says that, you know, but other than that, like it's not. My nieces and nephews were obsessed with this movie. Da- Dash still is like he so. loves the train, like. Especially that scene when the the ticket gets off the train and it's like the scene of the train and the ticket and the wolves and the rabbit and then they're going down the hill, you know, like he just he loves it all. Like there's just something about the thrill of this train that my son absolutely loves. I mean, but my son is like a a train enthusiast, so that's part Mm -hmm. of it. He's the youngest 85 year old man ever. (laughs) Kind of. I mean, I think I'll a lot of toddlers are because they all love trains but yeah no I'm just kidding <laughs> I, I mean he's a really big man <laughs> like thinking about the movie and thinking about this book like I re- I remember like loving this book and like really enjoying it and the stuff that they added into the movie, like, the thrill of, like, the ticket being lost and all of that, and, like, I remember watching this movie in the IMAX in 3D, and this was before the huge phenomenon of, like, everything had to be 3D, and, like, I mean, I remember Andy and I, like, years after this when him and I were friends we were when him and I were friends when him and I were first back friends in the day. <laughs> back in the day when we actually loved each other because <laughs> they're not friends anymore they throw um, shade you know, at like, each other all the when time we were fir- like when we were first friends like actually like traveling to see each other in other cities we always went and saw a movie and I remember this one movie we were like let me guess this movie's in 3D and it was like we saw like six trailers and every single one of them was like 3d 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 and it's like i remember this movie before like being like right at the very beginning of like the 3d phenomenon right and watching it and like it was so thrilling because you really do feel like the way they did it it really is like a roller coaster ride yep. and it's like oh wow this is so awesome the way that they did this but now that I've watched it later, when I just watch it on regular television, I'm like, eh, I don't really have to watch this. And my sister and I are, like, my whole family and I, but especially my older sister and I, we're very big uh, Christmas movie enthusiasts where we, we have a plan of which ones we watch. We watch the exact same ones every single year. There's certain ones that we watch multiple times a year. And this is one of the ones that, like, I'll watch once. I enjoy it. But, like, the book, I would be able to read multiple times. Yeah. This is one where the kids turn it on and I walk out of the room. Aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I do like the book, though. I think it's you need to... Cute. It is cute. I think you need to come watch Dash watch the movie because it's hilarious. No, no, trust me. Andy, it's very clear you don't hear the bell. I hear the bells. 
I still believe in the magic. No, like, I don't, and Andy, I don't want you to watch the movie. I want you to watch my son watch the movie, because his, like, this episode, I'm just gonna, we're just gonna watch Dash, watch the movie, and then talk about it. (laughs) But he's like, no, 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 Ah, I can't watch this, I can't watch this, and he knows what's gonna happen. Um, I will say, like, I kind of forgot the ending where the adults don't hear the bell. And even Andy, like, when that part, like, (laughs) even during that part when it was, like, the parents were, like, oh, your bell is broken. Andy was, like, oh. It is. It is. I'm always, like, But the thing that I lo- but the thing that I love about this story though is that it it really is just a timeless story. It really My is. parents last year, two years ago, with um, one of my dad's cousins and and her family, they went to the Polar Express like thing that they had, yeah. and it was like this whole brunch on a train, and yeah. it was this whole thing. And my parents loved it. Yeah. And my mom had her bell, and she had her bell on her purse, and it was on her stuff, like, the whole holiday season. And it's just, like, one of those things where it's still just, like, it's so timeless. Like, anybody can like this. It can remind you, like, no, the true spirit of Christmas. Like, yeah. it's not about everything else. It's about, like, the small things. Yeah. Which is, is really great. I really yeah. like that. Dash, we actually, um, when we lived up in the D.C. area, um, there was a train museum that we were members of, and they they brought the Polar Express in every year, and our last Christmas up there, we did it, and, like, he absolutely loved it, and, like, they, they get into it, they have the little boy, and the blue mm-hmm. robe, and the conductor, they have the... The guy, the, the bum, the hobo, whatever you want to call him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's there by a campfire. It might, it's probably a little different from each group to group because they hire like local kids that like, at dance schools or at high schools or something because they had these teenagers dancing. I'm like, obviously, obviously they're not traveling around. Like these, this, these kids were only doing it for the couple of weeks on the weekend that they were there. Um, but they, they did the, the hot chocolate dance that they had, or obviously not like what's in the movie. That would be amazing. But cause I think that's one of my favorite parts too, is the hot chocolate scene, but they had the the dancers and then they, they came and gave us our hot chocolate. And then I remember like Santa came in and Dash was just like, Oh, it's Santa. And just like his his excitement for it and the pure magic on his face when he he saw Santa was just I don't know it was like I'm so glad that we were able to give him that opportunity and we have that memory for him to have yeah and I and I think that's really kind of neat that this this story it just started out a story then it became this movie and then it became this experience at Christmas time for so many families. Even yeah, before the movie. Yeah. Even before the movie came out though. I remember seeing this book in stores. Always having like a, a silver bell attached yeah. to it. 
So it was always, like, it, I feel like it's always been something that's been marketed pretty well. The movie and everything else and actually doing the train rides and everything has definitely, definitely helped. Yeah. My um, family has done it, I think, a couple years. And they, I know the first year they had matching pajamas. They all yeah. We did not go that far. Dash went in his pajamas. I, we, Eric and I did not ride in our pajamas. Well, my family... It seems really had, odd that your husband wouldn't want to ride around on a train in his pajamas. <laughs> that does seem odd. My family has magic pajamas. Oh, magic pajamas. So they started like the magic we... of Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> um, Do they change they, color? They started when we were little. And Did they we grow were, with you each year? They grow with you to no, change uh, color. So we lived outside of Raleigh, and my mm-hmm. all of my family pajamas. lived outside of Charlotte. So every year we would be home around Charlotte, three hours away from our house for Christmas. Well, of course, we're little kids. We don't. We're like, how will Santa know where we are? So my mom. Right made magic pajamas so as long as we never wore the pajamas before christmas eve and we wore them that night we would santa would know where we were oh that's a good little why couldn't you have said that from the beginning so we weren't just making fun of this whole sweet story i tried to but Sheila and i look like we're rude we're horrible I'm just glad it's finally not me for once, but um, you set us up, Karen. (laughs) Way to go! But it's a tradition that stayed inside my family. No, that is my nieces and nephews in magic pajamas every year and stuff like that. That's That's really sweet. As somebody who also like now, even as an adult, grew up with parents who gave us like Christmas pajamas that you could we had we opened them on Christmas Eve you didn't like you couldn't wear them before then or anything like that it is really funny how like I think of like your family Andy with like the magic pajamas and it's like I can see your nieces and nephews even when they're like 18 or 19 being like do we have our magic pajamas (laughs) because my sisters and I for years and years were like so church is over do we open our gift now we would never say do we get to open our pajamas now even though we know that it's pajamas That's what, yeah we would still be like so do we get to open our one gift tonight <laughs> like, well into adults so should it's we just go really get funny, ready huh? with this gift <laughs> so i'm kind of getting tired gotta go to sleep for santa if only yeah. i had something to wear do you know Me. what my favorite pair of magic pajamas were? What? So I don't know if y'all remember the cartoon called Silver Hawks or anything like that. It wasn't on very long. It was literally about these people who flew around space and like these, and they battled. It was it was a hot mess of a show. But, but you loved it. I did thoroughly enjoy it, and they basically all had some form of like wings that they could fly around space with. And I do remember this one cowboy Silverhawk. I believe he played the guitar to help battle things. Anywho's not the <laughs> point. My favorite um, <laughs> pair of pajamas was from that. And I had the wings. And there's a picture of me with like my arms out. 
and I have the wings of the silver hawk, and then I have Alf in my lap. <laughs> totally a child of the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, I remember one year after I'd moved to Chicago, so, you know, I was in my 20s, I went home for Christmas, and I did not pack pajamas for the week that I was there. Oh my gosh, that's so funny, Silverhawk. And I was definitely there the entire week before Christmas, and I was leaving the 26th of December. And I did not pack pajamas because in my head I was like, why am I going to pack them? I'm totally going to get some on Christmas Eve. And I just remember my sister being like, why is it always you? Oh, my gosh, that's so funny. What's his Sorry. name? No, that's, that's I just like remember- a tar guy. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I am I pulled up Silverhawk and I, I've been showing them photos of um, like a tar guy? Andy's cowboy. That does not sound correct. (laughs) Andy's guitar playing cowboy saving the universe. (laughs) One guitar song at a time. (laughs) He's just like Johnny Cash. Um, Yeah, but my sister was like making fun of me and she's like, you're literally here for an entire week. And you're leaving the day after Christmas. You're going to have these pajamas for two days. And I was like, clearly I did not think this through. Also, growing up, I definitely, that's really funny. I definitely was that packer who I would always forget one thing. So we would always have to go buy one thing whenever we traveled anywhere because I would always forget it. I do that too. You want to know what it is? A hairbrush. Almost every... (laughs) freaking time a hairbrush (laughs) we do the pajamas too we always got pajamas mom usually made our pajamas for my brother and I and then then when I got married with Eric I would I started doing it for just him and I and then obviously now we do it for the munchkin and and he gets to open his Christmas Eve present that's what we call it just Christmas Eve present and he gets his his pajamas and we're always at home, so there's no reason to call him anything else. I mean, what if you just called him magic pajamas one year? He'd be like, why are they magic? He'd be like, because you're Silverhawk. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, who, who's Silverhawk? He would be yeah. so confused by everything you just said. <laughs> He'd be like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but I want to say Dad, one of Dash's favorite pairs of pajamas so far in his young little life. I found some flannel uh, Snoopy pajamas. So it's, it's you know, the just elastic waist, but the top is the button down type. So they're kind of like the more mm-hmm. like traditional old fashioned ones. He, he really loves those. So. Mm-hmm. So cute. I mean, I don't know. Andy, are you going to put out a silver bell for Christmas this year? Um, I would sing a song, but I don't own the rights to that song. So, <laughs> yes. Did you miss the point of the story? He still got the silver bell, even though he had a hole in his pocket. I didn't miss the point. I wanted to start singing he silver hung it bells up every year. I wanted to start singing silver bells, and I couldn't even miss. his sister stopped hearing it. Okay. <laughs> oh.
All I keep thinking is Eric's going to be like, were you ringing bells last night? <laughs> like you did last year. No, mm-hmm. la- so last year for um, We Witch You a Merry Christmas, he was like, what were you doing with the bells? <laughs> Dash is going to be like, is it time? Is, this, is it Christmas time, Mom? Nah. Yes. First is your birthday, no. kid, and then like, Thanksgiving, and then it is your He'll be like, is time. it Christmas? He doesn't talk like that. Christmas, Mom? <laughs> he does not talk like that. He's very clear child. Yeah. Although, what was he saying today that wasn't very clear? In it? Oh, he was say- trying to say Empire State Bu- Building, and for some reason, he, w- he was saying empire really funny and i kept trying to correct him like oh yeah the empire state building and he's like yeah that's what i said and it wasn't what he said and he kept repeating like what he's like how he's hearing it or like Mm -hmm. he thinks he's saying it right but his little like mouth and tongue and lips just aren't getting the right shape to make the right sound (laughs) so would you guys recommend this book yes I would. Would you? I definitely would. I would. But I also feel like you don't really have to recommend this book because so many people already know it. Yeah, everybody, a lot of people know it's it. It's everywhere. Would I recommend the movie? Yeah. No. Just make it part of your Christmas tradition. Or my drop son, us a comment underneath the episode and let us know what your Christmas tradition is. My son would disagree with Andy and say... Yes, you need to see the Polar Express movie. Your son's not here. Six-year-old opinion sometimes matters more than yours. <laughs> For you. <laughs> yeah, because I live with it. <laughs> well, awesome. Um, so what is our next book that's being read? Hello, Daddy. Oh, that's me. That's you. We will be journeying into the do's and don'ts in the classroom. And we are starting with We Don't Eat Our Classmates by Ryan T. Higgins. Awesome. That book sounds really great. I can't wait for you to read it next time. All right. You can contact us at read at gmail.com. Rate and subscribe us. It really helps us out. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for reading with us. Go crack a book open. Guess I better start reading, (laughs) y'all. Bye. Bye.